Welcome to Decaf. I'm pretty sure I was wearing this exact outfit last week, and I'm pretty sure Mark was wearing that exact outfit, but in green. Yeah, yeah. The green hat. <laughs> actually, I'm right next to me. I, I have to switch off for video. That is not okay, but also kind of admirable. Hey, the Jazz won today, last night, sometime, 118 points. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Well, the Nets, who that's like the, now their best team in the NBA. They're top three players all sat out. So it wasn't as impressive as the seams only. Oh. <laughs> but they still won the bet. They still won by more than 13 points. So that was important. <laughs> and that's why you made money and why you're taking me to Shake Shack next week. I'm not taking you to Shake Shack, but I will. I did make money. That's for sure. <laughs> I, do, I actually still have a $25 gift card for Shake Shack. I still haven't used yet since, since Christmas. So I'll have to use that. I'll take it. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Um, well, the reason that basketball can play and we can go to Shake Shack is because the world is opening back up. And as the world opens back up, people are starting to look back. And we've talked about this a lot over the last few months. People are starting to look back on some of the lockdowns and saying, huh, that was stupid. And one of the things that one of the types of lockdowns that people are looking at and saying, huh, that was stupid is schools. I I think we we talk about it a lot. And I really want to get like a trust the science tattoo, like tongue in cheek, because no one actually trusted or listened to science and now kids are suffering. We actually posted a video from a Nashville parent on our Facebook account just the other day of a mom saying, my kid, I've never seen my kid like this before. And there are some serious unintended consequences with the COVID school shutdowns, the business shutdowns and everything. We talked about the business shutdowns a lot, but the school shutdowns, I think, are something that we haven't talked about as much that deserve to be talked about because they were really pointless, right? Right? I mean, I mean, am I being, am I being callous, or do you agree? Well, there's a great, I mean, there's a great article on Reason, which Matt Welsh. I don't know if you ever like, he's incredible. He's been on Bill Maher a few times, and he's excellent. It's just basically said like a year later. I mean, it's clearer than ever that school should have never shut down in the first place. And really, like the people who are being unbelievably unreasonable are the teachers' unions and the head of teachers. He's not the actual teachers because. Like at this point, they're saying even with the vaccine, they don't want to come in. It's like, well, well then what, what do you, do you even want this job? Like, do you even want to teach? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I because even the vaccine that they're still not willing to come in and essentially like it's turned. I think a lot of people, if you look at polling or art, seem to be generally supportive of teachers unions because everyone, you know, likes teachers. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the first time people have really started to turn against him. It's like, what, what? I mean, I've had to go back to my job and you have a vaccine and you still don't want to go back. So it's kind of like the teachers unions, at least the, the, the kind of the head union honchos are kind of the enemy of the American people right now and families. And it's been an interesting thing that's happened because it just seems like a lot of them just don't want to work. It doesn't matter if they have vaccines. It's like at first you understand a little bit because they don't know everything's there. And even without the vaccine, I mean, we've seen that schools are a lot safer than most places, but with the vaccine, it just, it makes no sense. And so if you get a chance, go to a reason to read Matt Welch's article and shows all the kind of numbers behind it and how these teachers unions just don't care. They don't care about the numbers and they don't feel, they said, Oh, we're not, we're not entirely sure. It's like, you have so many numbers. What do you mean? You're not entirely sure. Yeah. Every well, number for you. I know an isolated incident doesn't make like a big case, but I will say March 1st, Yahoo news reported, and I'm just going to read straight from it. Um, Matt Mayer was, he's the Berkeley Federation of Teachers president. So as a union president from California mm-hmm. was recorded, bringing his two-year-old daughter to preschool, to a private preschool. While the teachers in the public schools are still out, he's taking his child to a private preschool and he's the head of the teachers union. It was talked about all over Fox news that night. I remember it. My mother saw it and sent it to me. Like it, the hypocrisy, and I know one case does not make for you know, a blanket example, but the hypocrisy is wild. And we've tried to get away from doing our hypocrisy reports every week, but here we are back again. 
your job is to teach. If you don't like that job, get a new job. I, I, I don't know what. To, what and, 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 and I want to be clear, like it's not. And if there was imminent danger, even at first, I kind of understand because they weren't sure what it is. But it's I mean, and it's not to some extent, it's not just it's not the teachers, you know, it's the head of the unions who are making this. I'm sure there's some teachers who feel that way, but it is the union heads who are saying, you know, we just don't feel like doing that. And, and um, I don't know, it, it's frustrating. And so many people who always, you know, are on the side of the teacher. I mean, my mom's a teacher. I mean, you want to be like with them. You're just like, this is unreasonable. We all have to get back and do your jobs. And even with the vaccine, which is like clearly the last thing that we keep talking about, you're still not willing to do it. At, at what point do you just say, you know what, like, forget it. We need new teachers. And of course you can't do that because of the union. Right. It's it, it you get get all caught up in the red tape of it. But I mean, yeah, we do sympathize with teachers. It has to be hard being around that many kids all day long. Kids don't keep their masks on. Well, we all know that, but they are doing their best. Teachers are doing their best. They've done their best virtually. But it's time to get these kids back in school. There's a lot of unintended consequences, mental health wise, especially that have happened with these kids and unions. It's just another problem with unions. It, you, you show me a union and I'll show you 100,000 problems with it. And this is this is one of them. Yeah, it's just, it's just really problematic. But I mean, it's 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 a great article. And I do think that it's one of those issues that has kind of come around where I think at first people would be more likely to sympathize with them. And as time has gone on, we've seen the results. We see the numbers. We see there's a vaccine that they're one of the first in line to get that people have to say, I don't care what my political stance is. You're all wrong. And because of you, you know, I can't I can't go to work. Or I have to work from home or I have to take care of my kid or we have to make we have to use. I, I don't know. There's so much to do when you have to have a kid at home learning yes. because. You know, public schools open up for them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, speaking of education, let's talk about a new report from the Beacon Center that came out today. Um, You can find it. It's it's been posted all over. Great media coverage um, by our friend Vivian. And it is about how there are so many opportunities in rural education, especially in the wake of the pandemic. There's so many more options for families And we're really exploring and digging into what options are available for Tennesseans as far as educating their kids. And now is as good a time as any, am I right? Yeah. And Jason did a great job with the report. And what it shows, like people in rural areas, just they don't have the same choices as as people in cities, right? Like you don't have, it's like you have charter schools, you don't have private schools. I mean, some there's only one school there. So with all this new technological advances, like what can we do to help with with kind of giving them some choices? If they go to a bad public school or a public school that doesn't work for them in, you know, in Dixon or the middle, whatever, a rural area, it's like they don't have another choice. So kind of exploring some of these like, you know, pods, schooling pods, um, talking about virtual charter schools, allowing more, like if if charter schools want to start there, giving them the ability to do so. There's a lot of great suggestions kind of for lawmakers in there that would allow them to expand their selection of educational choice. Even if it's not like an ESA, there's other ways to do that. And and I think that this report does a really good job of showing that while we really focus, especially with this ESA bill in Memphis and Nashville, that's great. Like there's these people in the rural areas they don't have those choices, even if you gave them a program. So talking about some of the ways we can expand that choice and see some things that have worked, you know, in other in other states and other areas that we could expand to these to these kids. Because again, like we said, if there's one choice for a school, you know, and, and maybe it's a great school, but maybe it's not, or maybe it's just not good for that kid that they have no other choice. And that's just really frustrating. It's like, you know, the closest other school you go to is an hour away or an hour and a half away. It doesn't work. So it was a great report and it shows. It shows some of the options and, and what has worked in other states uh, in terms of kind of how they've done educational choice for rural areas. Well, and what I really love is that the tides are really turning for choice and freedom in a number of things. One, in education, people have seen 
what public schools, especially those with unions, have done that's damaging for kids. But also during the pandemic, we've seen what government monopolies and government regulations on healthcare can do in a bad way for patients. And so we've talked about healthcare before with certificate of need, telehealth, drug primary care. We talk about these freedoms in healthcare that have really been highlighted during the pandemic. But now let's look at freedoms in education. It just keeps going. Once you see how we can operate in crisis without the government bearing down on us or with the government bearing down on us and it becoming absolutely ridiculous, you can see so many more paths forward for freedom of, of how you consume goods and services. And um, I think that this report does a really good job of highlighting a lot of those options for our friends in rural Tennessee. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, as bad as this has been, I mean, obviously there's not much good that came out of this pandemic, but it, it did allow us to expand and you see the new options that, you know, were previously um, underutilized or not used at all. I mean, even just seeing, you know, what telehealth does and this idea that you can get uh, a lot of people getting groceries delivered to your, your thing. Um, education, when you said you can't go in, seeing some of the cool things they've done with virtual stuff, yes. even if that's not what you want to do full time, it's just seeing some of those and, and especially with like universities, if you want to spend a lot less money to go to school, like they've had to adjust and do virtual stuff or like maybe you can go full-time virtual and save yourself, you know, 25 grand. We keep talking about how to like lower the cost of college. And here's a great way. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to buy all those dumb statues and, and you know, spend $50 million of tax money on a stadium. And, and I mean, that, that would be a great way for people to be able to go. So I, I think it's, I think it's been as bad as it's been. There's been some positives that have come out of it. Find the good and praise it. That's what we do. Um, Mark, let's talk about March Madness. Uh, you have had some pretty good picks, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, the, I, I got the Ohio and Abilene Christian one. Uh, those were my two shocking. picks there. And uh, Colgate, really, they didn't win, but they were up with about eight minutes to go in that game, so they played well. Um, so there's been, yeah, I've, I've done well. My my national champ, which is different than everyone else's, is still in it. Because I, I think Baylor is going to win. So, I mean, most people are picking Gonzaga. So, Baylor, and they've looked really good. Um, it's been really exciting so far. Then Oral Roberts, who now is getting, you know, they're getting trash talk because they're a Christian school. I, there's been a lot of articles about them. They're getting trashed. But, I mean, there's, look, a win, winning's winning. And, and it's, I mean, it's a 15 seed too. It's only the second time in history a 15 seed has advanced to the Sweet 16. Yeah. And now they get a rematch with Arkansas, who they got blown out by earlier in the year. So yeah. that will be interesting to see. But I mean, I, I mean, that's kind of my, I did, not a team that I saw this coming from. I thought they had too tough of a first round matchup, but I'm certainly cheering for them. I think it's, it's cool to see that go. And fun fact that only one other time in history a 15 seed advanced to the Sweet 16. And I was lucky enough to be there to see it when Florida Gulf Coast did it live in Philadelphia. Are you serious? Yeah, six years ago, we were, or seven years ago, me, my dad, and my friend Elif were there to watch Florida Gulf Coast go on that run, Dunk City. Oh my gosh, that's really incredible. It was, all, it was awesome to see in person. It just, it was surreal. So, I mean, seeing it happen again is really cool though. Yeah, well, Alabama, my obvious yeah. number one choice, is doing great. They've, um, they've, looked, they've looked really good, too. I mean, it's like not just they've won. I mean, they've looked really good in winning. <laughs> just outplaying the opponents. Like, it's it's been really, really great. I don't know what I'm going to do, though, because you don't like baseball, but opening day is on April 1st, and there will still be basketball games going on. Yeah, you, yeah nobody cares about baseball. Like, it's the March Madness. You can worry about that. March Madness will be over in two weeks. Just wait, like, till two weeks in the season. Um, but it's, it is cool. It, it is cool to see this Alabama thing. Like, they're a favorite, I think, to make the sweets or to make the final four now in, in their yeah. region. So, I like, know. I was shocked the other night. I actually fell asleep on the couch watching the Kansas game. 
And you and I were texting right before I fell asleep and you said that you put some money on Alabama and I like it. Mark never does that. I'm sure. Well, yeah, I'm trying. I mean, that's because they're usually not worth it, but, but I feel like they, they played well. And it, the, the unfortunate thing is if you make the final four, your prize is playing in Zaga in the final four, probably. <laughs> so it's not like unfortunate, but, but I mean, you're gonna have some tough games. I think you'll win this week, but I mean, going up against, you know, Michigan, or I actually think Florida state's going to beat Michigan. Uh, one seed. Yes, I do. I think Florida state's look great. I so, That'll be a fun. That on my bracket on either of my brackets. Um, I didn't either, but I'm saying it now. I, I took Michigan yeah. to beat Florida State, but after watching two games, they've looked substantially better than, than Michigan, in my opinion. So that's always the worst thing when you fill out your bracket and you're <laughs> right so far, and you're watching like I actually think this is going to happen now. I don't think that same team's going to win. Yes, my brackets are an absolute disaster. It's actually very upsetting to see all of the red X's. I clearly don't know how to pick them. I, I was watching ESPN after the first day. And it was like, there were like 30 million brackets and only 24 were still perfect after the first day, wow. which is insane. Yeah. I mean, there was some, cra- there was some crazy stuff happening. That's for sure. Yes. And you called a lot of it. So we'll yeah, and, and actually, and I'm doing pretty well in my bracket, but not as well as um, my fiance. Kira's like second place in our bracket. She's been killing it. Now she has Michigan to win it all. So I don't see that happening. I had to, I had to update her bracket a little bit. She had Virginia Tech in the final form. Like they're not good. And they lost in the first round. So I did, I did change that for her, thankfully, but. Help a sister out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, well, next week, Justin's co-hosting this with me and we will be absolutely talking about the Braves because the Braves play on the first Max Freed my boyfriend doesn't know who's my boyfriend is pitching and so I'm sorry Mark you we will uh, have to put the baseball basketball talk on hold for one week talk about oh no I'm, I'm not there I'm glad I, I, I we can't talk about the Braves choking again in the playoffs so I don't have to worry about it so that's good oh my <laughs> gosh it was devastating um okay so last thing we talk about um I saw earlier on Twitter today that gra- the word gratitude was trending and Mark and I complain a lot and we are very negative so for a little positive change, Mark, what are you grateful for right now? I don't think I'm super negative, but not as negative as you. Um, we, we, we're, we're just honest. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm grateful for a lot of things. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for uh, the jazz season. That's been incredible. It's been really cool to see them. I was really Great. hoping you would lead off with, I'm grateful for my fiance. No, no, I mean, I'm grateful for my, I, I, no, I was going to say, I'm grateful for my family, my fiance. I'm grateful that my sister's doing well. I'm grateful for Sloan, which he's not being a pain uh, in the butt. So, but no, I mean, it's, and we live in a great city. I mean, that's one of those things that, I mean, obviously I, I, but it recently you kind of sometimes forget how awesome, you know, Nashville and Tennessee are. And we're very lucky to both live here. Go yeah. ahead. You have to go I'm, now. I'm grateful for the Crimson Tide. I'm grateful for my friends. I had a dinner and drinks with my friends last night and realized that I'm very grateful for them. I'm grateful for a job that lets me travel. I'm mm. going home next week to Anison to spend the week with my mom. So I'm thankful for my mom and my sister and my sister's fiance and my grandma. We're just like a little little tight knit crew. Poor Ryan is the only guy in the mix, but so it goes, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of really cool things that are going on right now. I was driving around downtown Nashville yesterday and saw a lot of cool things being built. Restaurants are back open. A lot of great new music is coming out and new music venues are going to be opening in Nashville. There's a lot of really cool things happening in my life and in your life right now. And so as negative as we are, because there's plenty to be negative about. There's also a lot to be grateful for. So take a minute, everyone, and be grateful today and make a note of what you are grateful for. Um, Mark, any final thoughts? 
Nope, I think that's good. That's the most positive we've ever ended the show, I think. That really is. You haven't insulted me in like five whole minutes. I better end this uh, before you do. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Join me and Justin next week. We're kicking Mark off. Me and Justin are taking over. So <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>